This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, July 28th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the Savage One, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Enjoyed the little celebrity bit with all the uh, birthdays there. That was some fun stuff. You get a kick out of uh, Lori, Lori Laughlin celebrating yeah, a lo- birthday as a I free like woman. The, yeah, I like the Lori Laughlin one, and I like the... Uh, John Cena ain't putting up 70 bucks for no SummerSlam, so I guess I can't see him. Good. <laughs> good stuff, man. But no, good. Good to be live here this morning doing the show and uh, ready for a fun day. There's no staticky mess. And uh, yeah. yeah, I did do a uh, best of yesterday just because the timing of uh, the new hours for my work and all that didn't work well for us so <laughs> here we are guys we're back yeah we're getting it all figured out but uh ultimately you know what we're here with a brand new show hope to have uh new shows for you for the rest of the week as well and uh ultimately we'll get it all dialed in as far as timing goes with uh, tony's new schedule but regardless you know let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host tony again this is a purely hypothetical question i know this wouldn't be you but Say you accidentally murdered somebody in a drunken stupor. How would you go about covering it up or attempting to cover it up? Yikes, Scoob, what did I do? <laughs> um, well, seen enough Dexter to know, like, uh, well, I don't live in Florida, so that doesn't work. There's not a little slice of life. Uh, <laughs> no so. gator uh, chum happening, right? No, no, but seeing enough TV shows, you, you, you go, uh, I guess you have to get a lot of bleach and cover it up I, like I'd be so screwed because A I wouldn't know what to do because I would never do it but if I did I'd probably be the world's worst so <laughs> I'd be like it'd be like Weekend at Bernie's like in the front seat or something I don't know it's such a morbid question I, I just can't even morbidly think of anything funny to say about it so maybe it's uh, a good thing that you haven't given it too much I, I can't yeah I can't even give you a good thought about it I guess like if I lived in Florida I'd have to pull the Dexter route and just take the boat ride out to the middle of the ocean and wee. There you go. <laughs> and I don't know, it becomes shark food, I guess, but I just, I couldn't do it. So I can't even f- mentally even think about it, I guess. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You give me the hypotheticals and I try to think like a psycho and I'm like, 
I just can't do it. Well, that's good that it's not ingrained in you. But yeah. uh, unfortunately, yeah. that's not the case here. And uh, the sad part is that it hits a little close to home for me because this guy is... Uh, uh he's to- in Carson City, isn't he? No, he went to my alma mater of Chapman University. So uh, Chapman Fowler School of Law student Justin Medoff, 31, has been arrested and charged with the murder over the death of his girlfriend. According to the Las Vegas, <laughs> the Las Vegas-based CBS affiliate KLAS, the Clark County Fire Department received a 911 call about a suspicious incident at the Home Two Suites Hotel at the corner of Dean Martin Drive and Tropicana Avenue on the morning of July 12th. Medoff allegedly dialed and said he had awoken to find his girlfriend, 30-year-old Stephanie Duarte, beaten, bloody, and dead right next to him. Police say they arrived to find the defendant performing chest compressions on the naked woman and led him into a separate room so officers and paramedics could continue trying to save Duarte's life. But by then it was already too late. One of the police officers on the scene alleged that the victim's jaw was locked and that the mouth-to-mouth resuscitation was impossible. A paramedic echoed that claim. Duarte was pronounced dead on the scene at 8.37 that morning, less than 20 minutes after the frantic 911 call was made. Authorities say she was killed as the apparent result of blood force trauma to the head. The Clark County Coroner's Office has yet to weigh in with an official cause of death, but identified the victim by name last Thursday. You never take a police report at face value, defense attorney Robert Draskovich told KLAS. <laughs> we are now beginning our own investigation. We expect there to be more to the story. According to an arrest report obtained by the local Fox affiliate, Medoff told police he woke up to find the hotel room covered in blood and claimed that he tried to wake up Duarte by giving her a bath. Additional details in the report cited suggest the defendant was covered in a variety of abrasions, scrapes, and bruises, which would appear to be consistent with defensive wounds. Police claim to have observed red marks on Medoff's rib cage, back, shoulders, and knees. Lacerations were found on the defendant's left bicep, left elbow, both knees, and on the top of his right foot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all signs point to, you know, they got into a drunken fight. He murdered her in that stupor and then uh, claimed that, uh, oh, I just woke up and she, she was next to me just like that. So I don't think I buy it. You? No, I no, I don't either. I, it sounds like they had a night of drinking. They got into a fight. Maybe she was going to leave him. Maybe he found out she was cheating, or, or he was cheating, and she found out. There's so many different variations of what could have happened. But it sounds like maybe drinking was involved. He clocked her, and and then it unfortunately it happened. Then they try to cover up because then it's panic mode. Like well, I can't believe I did that. Um, a lot of stuff. Very sad, though. That yeah. Sucks to hear that kind of stuff. And, you know, I just don't get why in relationships, if it's over, it's over. Right. Deal with it. Move up, move on. The hurt sucks, you know, but you, you move on. Right. You, go, you know, you, you fall off the horse, pick yourself back up. I yeah, definitely the, the killing and all that stuff. And this one totally sounds like, he, well, the covering it up makes it sound bad. Like the whole, I don't know, I just woke up and she's, she was like that. And what kind of blows my mind is this guy's a law student, so you would think he'd be a little more creative in his defense, but, uh, you know, apparently that's what he went with, yeah. and I don't think it's going to hold up. So. Yeah, the guy definitely lost his, uh, he saw his whole life flash before his eyes, like, oh, there goes my career, there goes this, there goes this. All probably just during a fight or something, who knows, but. Yeah, well. Idiot. Exactly. Yeah. 
All that, uh, you know, we're, we'll put that behind us because we've got uh, much more joy and fun ahead of on uh, yeah. ahead of us. Boy, words are hard and great film uh, tie-in no, to today. It is, yeah. Yeah, so we do perfect. have a great show lined up for you guys today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! It is, yeah, mother lover! It is Hump Day, and as we do on Wednesdays, as I just mentioned, it is Words Are Hard. We have a segment called Welcome to My Nightmare, and of course we round out the day with This Day in History. Folks, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. (laughs) From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, cowabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we've got a little thing we talk about each episode. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you tried to cover up a murder. We want to hear about it, but don't be surprised if we pass that information along to the cops. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is Wednesday, and as we do on Wednesdays, we like to explore the English language, the weirdness of it, the extra—see, words are hard. Uh, See, words are hard right there, brother. Exactly. The difficulty of the English language with the segment that I just mentioned called Words Are Hard. (laughs) Boy, especially today, words seem to be hard. In any case, uh, so I mentioned last week that uh, this is what we were going to be doing for it, and this week's Words Are Hard, and it's called back to something we did back towards the beginning of the this show. You know, early on, we did a segment uh, talking about uh, gangster slang from the 1920s, and thought it'd be fun to revisit some 1920s slang, not directly related to gangsters, but just sort of overall, and see if you can guess, Tony, what that slang means. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, you ready to get started? Yeah, dude, let's do this. And I meant to play this uh, during the Phoenix thing, but I couldn't find it. But yes. There you go. Better late than never, right? 
Yeah. It's hard <laughs> to find stuff on the board sometimes. All right. So in this one, Tony, I'm going to give you the word and then I'll give you sort of a sentence with the word in it. Give you a little context, see if you can figure out what it means. First old timey 1920 slang here on Words Are Hard is ankle. The word is ankle. Use it in a sentence. Let's ankle on down to the uh, to the lake and uh, have a good stroll. Well, based off the sentence, I'm going to say let's get on down to the lake, which just means uh, let's just have a good time. But when you say ankle, initially I'm thinking ankle bracelet, you know, kind of like the ball and chain. That's kind of what I think, but I'm sure none of that is what it really is. So that was my guess. So if you're moving from one place to another and it involves your ankle, what are you doing? Moving. Yeah, essentially walking. I'll give that one to you. Okay. All right. I like turtles. <laughs> Next here on Words Are Hard. Son of a... Talking 1920s slang. The next word is applesauce. Using it in a sentence. Oh, applesauce. I just stubbed my toe. Well, <laughs> that'd be almost like a damn or F. You know, I, maybe it's just a real bad, like, cussing. I don't know why you'd say applesauce unless you're trying to be cute for the kids. Applesauce! That felt great! I like it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, uh, the other example they gave was, oh, horse feathers. <laughs> yeah, it's just just something. Or if you like, uh, when you said applesauce, I thought of Goodwill Hunting. Hey, applesauce, bitch. How you like them apples? <laughs> Well, let's move on with words are hard. All right. The next uh, 1920 slang phrase is banks closed. Using it in a sentence, uh, the usher in the movie theater stopped by the uh, couple and told them banks closed. Um, well, normally if the banks closed, that's uh, if it was a bar, I would say that's last call. But if it's at a movie theater for concessions, it's they this is the last chance to go get anything at the concession stand. Great, ah, great guess. Actually, it's what you tell someone to stop oh, making God. out. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, well, I kind of forget that was the thing. People would go to theaters just to make out and all that. Yeah. So whereas today we'd say, like, find a room. Yeah. Back then room, they'd say, like that. Okay. banks closed. The bank's closed. Dang, I would have really thought it was like last call for concessions. Hey, that, yeah, great guess. You know, if I didn't have the answer in front of me, that would have been a good one. Yeah, all right. Let's keep moving on. Words are hard. <laughs> Talking 1920s slang. You know, maybe you're at the bar and uh, you tell your buddy, hey, why don't you go talk up that bear cat over there? The word is bear cat. Bear cat. Well... I don't know why you would call. I'm thinking if they're telling you to go talk to that girl over there and go have a strike up a conversation, kind of like, uh, would it be like the 40s, 50s would say like minks or something? Maybe they were called bear cats back then. They're talking about women, right? Yeah, so okay. a bear cat was yeah, a... It's not, 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 somebody, not, a, not what I would call a woman, you know, but maybe back then that's what they right. were. So. It almost sounds derogatory now, but back then it was for a lively, spirited woman with a possible fiery streak in her. That's a real bear cat over there. If you go over there and say hi, she just might give you the time of day. She's going to say hi to that bear cat. She's very nice. Man. I like turtles. 
<laughs> Moving on with words are hard. Again, talking 1920s slang. The next word for you, Tony, is berries. I'll give you an example. Maybe you just talked to that bear cat, came back, and reported to your buddy. You know what? She was berries. <laughs> well, berries could be a couple of different things. Depends on uh, how she was. In that example you gave me, I'm going to say, yeah, she's berries, which she's probably, um, how'd you go 50-50? It's either going to be, she's very nice or she's very crazy. And your choice is? <laughs> say it in your tone again. You, you're not going to give it I'm to I'm not going to give it to you. 50, it's 50-50. Um... If you're gonna go talk to that bear cat, you're gonna come back and you're gonna strike out. She was berries. Hey, she was berries. She's nuts. Ah, it was 50 50, though. Hey, it was a good guess. I, it was, I, yeah. Actually, she could be very nice. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Ah, very sweet. Yeah, denotes something that, is right? good, desirable, or pleasing. Uh, often, uh, you know, used with uh like bee's knees ah she was the bee's yeah, knees see right yeah yeah that yo that bear cat over there was berries very nuts <laughs> she was sweet she was sweet i like that all right uh moving on tucking i asked her ass but they told me the bank was closed and i was like oh i didn't understand what that was so i took off <laughs> words are hard 1920 slang all right, so maybe uh, she reports back to her friend, man, that guy was a bimbo. <laughs> well, if it was here in Denver and you're in the bread section, you'd clearly be talking about Bimbo Bread, today's non-sponsor of the Phoenix <laughs> radio show. Uh, uh, but I guess if you're saying this back then, a bimbo is a not bright educated person woman in this case just kind of ah. that's what you would think but uh, back in the 1920s bimbo referred to a macho man so okay really? yeah uh, yeah because bimbo when we were growing up was kind of like a dumb blonde right yeah yeah, yeah. amazing how that changes all right yeah. let's keep rolling on i'm Talk the macho man and i'm the biggest bimbo in the land oh Hogan, yeah there you go moving on with words oh, are hard yeah. All right, uh, the next word is bubs. Again, the word is bubs. And, uh, hey, bub. Yeah. Let's go, bub. That's what I thought at first, too. <laughs> uh, so, the guy's talking to his friend. He goes, ah, check out her bubs. Oh. <laughs> bubs, now I'm thinking boobs, but that's not what it is. Actually, look at her butt. What is that? What it is? That is oh exactly gosh. what it is. A woman's boobs were it's referred to. It's just the to example. You're bubs. like, what are those bubs? <laughs> hey, yeah, good guess and nailed it. Moving oh, on, man. talking words are hard. All right, uh, next one. The word is cash. Using in a sentence, hey tone. Well, I wouldn't be saying this to you, but uh, hey tone, give me some cash. Yeah. Well, does it still mean money? Because it still sounds like you're asking for money. It's not money. Is it weed? Nope. Uh, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Uh, 
If you're asking for cash, you're asking for a smooch for a kiss. Which makes uh, sense ooh. to the bank's close because if uh, you're exchanging a lot yeah, of cash, a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so when you when you got laid, is that was it called jackpot? Either that or cashing out. It, there you go. <laughs> oh, and oh, then finally man. here on words. <laughs> finally here on words are hard. <laughs> oh, this is going to come off wrong. But Tony, if I told you to butt me. What would I be asking you to do? Uh, <laughs> but me, uh, Tone. You, oh, jeez. Uh, give you a high five. Jeez, Louise, I'm distracted by that. It just sounds bad. But me. you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> uh, luckily, it is far more innocent than uh, how it sounds. But but me is basically saying, can you give me a cigarette? That's all it is. That should have been that. Oh, dang, I didn't Whew. think about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, give me, give me a butt. I just can't wait. Ooh. Well, folks, that does it for this segment. When we come back, we've got a segment called Welcome to My Nightmare. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you do want to enjoy us from the comfort of your own home or on the go, just download the ngbn.tv mobile application or smart TV app. Find the Phoenix Media channel and you can get this show and other great shows through Phoenix Media. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now in this segment, which I have aptly titled, <laughs> I've aptly titled, You're welcome to my nightmare, yeah. Tony, we're uh, headed into your world of retail and talking about nightmare customers. Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> in your 20 plus something years of retail, is there one nightmare customer who really kind of sticks out to you? Oh, uh, there's a lot, man. You encounter so much in the retail world. Um, I guess I'm going to have to go the mo- with because my memory only can do so much at certain times. But uh, I'm going to go back to the start of the uh, pandemic, uh, otherwise known as coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> so there was this old guy. He got so pissed because there was the there was a shortage on paper towels, toilet paper, and all that stuff, and diapers were limited and things like that because no one knew what was coming. So people start stocking up on water and yada yada, and we're out of everything. Well, this one guy was pissed because he tried to buy uh, diapers or baby wipes, but we had been running low. So I told him it was one per, and uh, he flipped out and told me his. His granddaughter had 
cerebral palsy and that she shits herself constantly. I said, I'm really sorry to hear that. And, you know, I'm sorry she has, you know, that she goes through that. That's, that's terrible. Um, but you can still only buy one box of baby wipes. And he, and he got so mad at me. And then he took the box after I told him he could only have one. He took the other box of baby wipes and threw it like a little baby on the ground. <laughs> and then he kicked the box. And then, uh, and then he paid for his item. And he came to me. He goes, "I want to go to corporate. I want your badge number. I want, I want your last name. I want your ID number." And I said, "Okay, well, here you go. You know, my badge number ain't gonna do nothing for you. My last name, you got a pen ready because it's long. It's S A N F I L I P P O. Um, and uh, if you just want to save yourself some time, my boss is right there, and uh, he's in the green shirt. So he goes over to my boss and that that guy." He's a jerk, and, and he needs his ass kicked. And then my boss was like, whoa, and and kind of just put him in place. But, yeah, he was a nightmare just mainly because he didn't get what he wanted. So, <laughs> Well, that's exactly what we're talking about here. I thought maybe you were talking about uh, diapers for himself. And then, uh, you know, when he asked if yeah. he could buy more than one, you told him it depends. Yeah. So it's basically the customer, or in our case, the member, when they get pissed when you they don't like your answer. Exactly. Usually if your answer is no all hell's about to break loose because everyone <laughs> god forbid you say the word no like no freaks people out man not only that but uh, your story was sort of a perfect segue into our first story here on you will to my nightmare this one from materia bubbles says a customer brought back a jumpsuit for a refund because it had shit in it she claimed it was like that when she bought it It stinks so bad that you could smell it through the taped-up plastic bag she had put it in. It would never have gone unnoticed by the changing room staff, the customer, or the cashier if she actually bought it like that. Someone at the refund counter actually accepted it and put it in the trolley full of other returned items for us to put back out. There was a note stapled to it that said, Warning, feces inside. Ugh. Ugh. That is... Welcome to my nightmare. I don't know about you, but if that was me, I'd be too embarrassed to return it that way. No way. Even if it wasn't mine. It's kind of like the hot girl back at the Thornton store that returned the the bathing suit. I'm like, oh, this girl's pretty hot. And then when she returned her bathing suit and it had a big skitty mark on there, she instantly became gross to me. Like, that fast. Yeah. No. Oh, at least wash that before you turn that shit, man. <laughs> that certainly sounds Sorry, like I made a nightmare. Up the screen there. <laughs> well, let's keep moving on. Talking. You welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> this from user Iani Faye says, uh, "I work at McDonald's, and this happened just a few days ago. I handed a woman her tray and asked if she needed sugar with her coffee. She turned her nose up at me and said, "I won't answer. You all are not educated.'" They don't eat at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, what do you it's expect? It's simple. Yeah. Did you want coffee with it? That's all I'm asking. Well, not only that, but they were being pleasant and, and helpful. And, uh, you know, obviously you expect that from like Chick-fil-A. You know, Chick-fil-A staff is overly accommodating. You don't exactly expect that from McDonald's, but uh, she wasn't having any of it. So. Yeah. <sighs> so it's, it is just not so. Let's keep moving on. Talking. You're welcome to my nightmare. 
right? This from user Naden4B says, I used to work in concessions at a movie theater. One time our popcorn kettle caught on fire. Smoke filled the lobby and I was using a fire extinguisher to put out the fire, all while a customer stood at the counter and yelled at me that she still wanted popcorn. I could barely even see her through the smoke. Again, what, what do you expect in that situation? You're not getting popcorn. The machine's on fire. Yeah, people are ridiculous like that. It's They do that at ours if something's down in the food court. So I can't get anything? No, <laughs> the oven's broken. What do you? What can I do for you? <laughs> Let oh, me explain whoa. cause and effect to you. <laughs> uh, uh, dude, yeah, I see that all the time. Believe it or not, that's a pretty common one. Oh, that's frustrating. Uh, no lie, no lie. I it feel for you. Often, often. <laughs> oh, and perfect stories for what we're talking about today. You will to my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> this next one from user Sprainerd Kruger. What's with kids these days? Says I work at a gas station. Once, no respect. Once a guy came in, grabbed a foot-long sub from the sandwich case, opened it up, pulled a hair out of his own head and stuffed it in the sandwich. He came up to the register and demanded a refund. You ever see anything like that uh, at Costco, Tone? People uh, finding hairs in their uh, chicken bake that turned out to be their own? No, I'm sure it happens. Um, I have, uh, I was going to say, I'm sure it does happen. I'm sure there's a food court employee who's like, yes, it's totally happened. But I've never had to refund anybody because of that, no. Probably a good thing, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd I, imagine it does happen yeah. for sure. And that's the thing, you know, if you're going to try and pull something like that, maybe be a little more discreet. Don't do it right in front right. of the employee that you're trying to get a refund from. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. All right, moving on. Tuck it. Welcome to my nightmare. You're welcome to my nightmare. This one from Jennifer LG1970 says, uh, We had a patient call the police on us because she came to our dentist's office for an appointment that she didn't have. She insisted that we see her at that very moment, and when we explained we were fully booked and would have to schedule her another day, she went ballistic and called the police. She went outside to meet the police and never came back inside truly bizarre i would assume that uh the police probably told her that uh you can't call the police hopefully they even charged her with making a false call because that is a stupid thing to waste their time on oh it's terrible it's what a waste exactly but you know some people are just so irrational i I don't know have you ever had uh, anybody call the police on you for something you did at work i know you've called the police on yeah, Shoplifters, especially but. during especially during COVID. Like, I had someone that told me they were gonna call the cops on me for making them give up their rights or something like that. I was just like, oh my god, just wear the mask. I was <laughs> to tell you, dude, I'm scared. You know, there's all that talk of the mask coming back. I'm I'm scared because I sure as hell don't want to tell people to put that back on. Guess what? Like, you want to talk about nightmare? It's it's beyond a nightmare. Like I'm dreading it because I can only imagine how batshit crazy people are gonna go, dude. Guess what, Tony? Scary. Here in Nevada, they're coming back on Friday. Mask mandates no are way. going back into effect. Yep. Uh, yep. Not looking forward uh, to it. Oh, finally here on. You welcome to my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> 
this from user Bear Steppen. Says, uh, when I was a manager. When I was a manager at a health food grocery store, a customer was perplexed that we did not stock goat eggs. I gently explained to her that goats do not lay eggs, and she went on a rampage saying that our store was supposed to carry everything. She demanded to speak with the manager. I was the manager. How dumb do you have to be? Yeah, goat eggs. You know, maybe she was asking for something different. That uh, there's something lost in translation. like goat cheese like that sounds more logical to right. me like you're asking for goat cheese because that exists but goat eggs get the f out of here you moron right goats don't goats don't lay eggs and there is nothing you deet, you deet. there is nothing more satisfying than somebody saying i need to speak with your manager and you say wouldn't that be great if you just went out and you scooped up a pile of shit and said there you go goat eggs they're chocolate flavored enjoy <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean what an idiot they're real little you- <laughs> yeah. oh you, you want little skittles too those are rabbit eggs yeah. <laughs> well folks that does it for welcome to my nightmare when we come back we are headed into our final segment it is time for this day in history so don't go anywhere. Go grab yourself some goat eggs and join us back here in just a few minutes. Still make- Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. If you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Let's go already! We are doomed. Uh, we did get a new, new Thanks, Ghost- Obi-Wan. <laughs> we did get a new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer yesterday, which was pretty badass. Sure did. You guys are going to have to tune in to next week's Proton Pack because we'll finally record it. It's been kind of uh, hard to sit down and do that, but we'll cover the uh, trailer. Yes, so I can't we wait will. to talk about it with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, uh, you know, as we like to do at this point in the day, you know, we'd like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. All right, kicking things off this day in 1148. During the Second Crusade, Crusaders abandoned their siege of Disma- Damascus. Wow, words are dead. Siege, Damascus. siege of Damascus. And uh, apparently it was the second crusade, but not the last crusade, because that involved Indiana Jones. Yeah, it sure did. Dee, 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 Damascus. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1974, the French revolutionary figure Maximilien Robespierre and 22 other leaders of the terror are guillotined to thunderous cheers in Paris. Fatality. Your funny numbers are hard today, too. 
What did I say? In 1974, you flipped the seven and nine. I was like, oh, shit. here's what I thought. I was like, oh, shit, I got to really scroll because we're all the way here in the <laughs> 1100s. And then I was like, oh, I see Maximilian. And like, could you imagine if people were being guillotined in 1974? It'd be Yikes. very different. Yeah. yeah. Yikes, yes. But I, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Uh, get, getting the guillotine at any point probably wouldn't have been fun, but uh, yeah, seventeen ninety four. God, not what a what a scary way! I mean, you have that anxiety. I would imagine that holy shit, holy shit. I, I don't know if they cussed back then, but you got like, oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. He was there going applesauce, applesauce, horse applesauce, feathers. applesauce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least it'd probably be quick. But my god, just the fear leading into that. Oof. No, thank you. No way. No way. Glad we live in the time that we live in today. Yeah. Speaking of history, this ain't 1886. British government led by Lord Salisbury forms. I wonder if he uh, enjoyed steak. He did. I'm sure he did. I have the British government, didn't I tell you? <laughs> I'm going to have steak. We're going to call it Salisbury Steak. And one day there will be a day called Salisbury Steak Day. And it will be given to a guy in South Park by the name of Chef. <laughs> oh, I forgot I that was South Park Chef. Yeah, remember? He always, Salisbury Steak Day, kid, children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's move on. This day in 1915, because of a virtual anarchy, U.S. Marines go ashore in Haiti on orders from President Woodrow Wilson. This will lead to an occupation that will last until 1934. I guess I had no idea that we invaded Haiti and were occupying it for so long. I didn't either. Nearly go, 20 Woody. years. Right. <laughs> you, was he wearing a virtual, like an Oculus? All right, guys, we're going to Haiti. It's funny. When I read that, too, I was like, virtual? But Yeah, virtual. I just went straight Oculus there, yep. which obviously didn't exist yet. <laughs> wow. Let's keep moving on this day in 1931. Maybe this guy got the uh, Chicago overcoat, but uh, mob hitman... Mad Dog Cole allegedly participates in a kidnapping attempt that results in the shooting death of a child, which earns him the nickname Mad Dog. Yeah, he looked like a dickhead. He did. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't look like a friendly guy. He looked like that punk at school that that's going to get you in a lot of trouble. Hey, we don't go hang out with that guy. His name's Mad Dog. <laughs> we don't hang out with him. I don't know about you, Tom, but he kind of looks like a guy we went to high school with who uh, was known for wearing a very oversized football helmet. Oh, he does. <laughs> he was kind of an asshole, too. I know. <laughs> Weird. Let's move on. This day in, <laughs> you know you know. This day in 1932, White Zombie, the first feature-length zombie film directed by Victor Halperin and starring Bella Lugosi, is released in the U.S., Bela Lugosi looked like a vampire, dude. Well, he, he was known as playing the classic Dracula. Yeah, he totally looks like it. <laughs> well, and I got White Zombie in my head. Well, actually, I have Dracula in my head, right. <laughs> which is Rob Zombie. But now we're mixing all sorts of uh, yeah, mixing zombie the zombies really. up. Yeah, yeah. Black sunshine. <laughs> but what we know of Dracula with uh, you know the slick back hair and the blah blah. All from Bella Lugosi. Yeah, he looks like him. No! I wore a suit and tie. Let's get moving on this day in 1951. Walt Disney's animated musical film Alice in Wonderland is released. 
great film, totally trippy. Uh, the book is even trippier than the movie, but uh, still a lot of fun and holds up today. Yeah, was it a musical? Uh, yeah, yeah, there were songs in there. I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, I knew it had some songs and stuff, but I didn't know it was an all musical. I mean, I don't think it was. <laughs> It was it was definitely a trippy ass movie. Oh yeah. Um, I just lost my train of thought. So with uh, that being you, said, because you thought of that big fat ass caterpillar blowing those big old O rings, O O rings. No, actually, I was thinking about a big fat ass from our next one here. Uh, this day, in 1954, <laughs> on the waterfront, directed by Elia Kazan, starring Marlon Brando and Eva Marie Saint is released. It's the Academy Award winner for Best Picture in 1955. Uh, Marlon Brando, fantastic actor, but uh, boy, he really let himself go towards the end. Yeah, he did. He got big. But on the island of Dr. Monroe time, he was a big dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird, like, what happens? Like, I'm sure things, I know a lot of things could happen. You could have a health crisis. I mean, you could have, like, you can injure your legs. You're not walking as much. You get depressed. I mean, but yeah, he got big. Yeah. Well, especially with actors. I mean, they have time between projects to uh, I, I look at what like Chris Hemsworth does or Will Smith. You know, they're they're keeping themselves in good shape. Other guys just yeah. let themselves boop. Well, it's funny. Will Smith actually during COVID let himself go a little bit. He got the dad bod. Yep. Like he didn't have the six pack. So he had to do a challenge to motivate himself to get back into shape. And I guess... I don't want to say it's easier for celebrities, but at least they have the trainers and the money and resources to to yeah. get back on track. You know, it's like if we want to get back and we're like, we're going to eat healthy. And then you start adding up. You're like, we're going to go on the keto diet and you add up all your keto and you're like, all right, we're going broke. Uh, so we're just not going to eat. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're going to do. Toast again. Got it. <laughs> Top ramen. All right, moving uh, on. We're going to call it fasting. This day in 1957, Jerry Lee Lewis makes his first TV appearance on The Steve Allen Show. I didn't realize that not only was Jerry Lee Lewis still alive, but he's still touring today. It's crazy. Does he still tour, like, literally today? Yeah, he played, before COVID, he played the Nugget. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that must have been, that must have been a really, he must have been really young when he was on in 1957. Had to have been. Because if he looked like Palpatine in that picture, there's no effing way he's alive unless he's a clone hanging at the bottom of the ocean in the Death Star. There's no way. <laughs> well, let's move on. This day in 1989, somebody you photo-stocked in Vegas tone, Gloria Stefan releases her debut solo <laughs> album, Cuts Both Ways. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Right in front of the, uh, trop- uh, not Tropicana, but the uh, Flamingo, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rhythm is gonna get ya. <laughs> oh, let's move on this day in 2002. The 89th Tour de France with no winner because Lance Armstrong was disqualified for cheating due to performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, so weird. I say, you know what? Give it to him. He's missing a ball. He needs every uh, advantage he, he can get, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's the one testy maniac. Oh, and then finally here on uh, this day in history, this day in 2019, Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, is revealed as the first guest editor for UK Vogue in 103 years for its September 2019 issue. Still amazes me that she's an actress turned royal. Yeah, it, well, it's weird, too. Like, that whole thing is strange to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, I guess if you're more strange if you're in England and you see the royal split because... 
I mean, I, I don't follow it that closely. So all that yeah. goes to say that uh, let's run down some of today's holidays. Oh, oh, where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate. Uh, not a whole lot of time, but today is Buffalo Soldiers Day. The actual Buffalo like Soldiers. Buffalo Wings. Yeah. <laughs> I go with Buffalo Wings. Tone, it is National Hamburger Day. Yummy, yummy. Mm, I might have to get me some hamburgers. It is National Milk Chocolate Day. It is National Water Park Day. World Hepatitis Day. World Nature Con- Conservation Day. World Hepatitis Day. And words are continuing to be hard. Well, folks, that does it for our show today. We will be back tomorrow with a brand new show. We're talking Florida Man tomorrow. So we will see you all then. See ya. Happy birthday, Grandpa.